0: Making perfect spice choices for healthy food is important to manage chronic diseases. We have focused on a specific line of spices that can really fit your diabetic lifestyle. Our spice flavors are a game changer. We have created unique blends of all-purpose seasonings that are salt-free, gluten-free, with no additives and preservatives, great for chronic conditions like high blood pressure, obesity, and heart disease. These spices contain antiviral, antibacterial, antifungal properties, and improve digestive function and metabolism. Choose diabetic cuisine spices for your family to feel more safe, confident, and support healthy aging
1: hello 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 and welcome to another episode of transparency talks podcast i am your girl butter Rocka. rocker listen we have an amazing show for you today i'm super excited about this young lady because what's so cool is i was looking at tv and i saw her and i was like oh ooh, ooh, she's gonna be one of my um one of my guests so i'm super excited about this show can you guys please help me welcome to the show she is an actress and an audio book a narrator, she made her original streaming acting debut last year with two critically acclaimed shows premiering in the same month. She started in mid-October with Dope Sick, which is on Hulu, which stars Michael Keaton, the Emmy-nominated and highly decorated limited series. Uh, and at the end of that month, she also starred in Swagger. That's on Apple TV. Can you guys please show some love for Miss Arisha? Connor, how you doing?
0: Doing good, how are you? I'm
1: doing really good. What about yourself, Queen?
0: Doing good, I'm doing good. Today's good day. (laughs) Wonderful.
1: So I like to dive right on in. Can you get everybody a little bit of background about yourself, and then we'll get get right to it.
0: Sure. Um, My name, like you said, is Arisha Connor. Um, I am an actress, uh, a professional working actor. That's all I do. So act as well as audiobook narration. Um, hopefully by the end of this year, my goal is to um, have completed 40 audiobooks. I just need one more to complete that. Um, so I'm excited about that. I love um, audiobook narration because that's acting as well. Um, I've been acting for probably about uh, between 10 to 12 years. Um, so acting is definitely a marathon, not a sprint. (laughs) I was in education for 20 years before I started acting. And that's what really, um, uh, made me want to go into acting because I used to talk to my students all the time about following their dreams and, um, they challenged me to follow mine. And so I took the chance and I uh, resigned from my job and I haven't looked back.
1: You know, that sounds a little bit like me. I I left corporate in 2007 to pursue music full time and start touring the world oh, wow. and had to bet on myself. So let's talk about that for a little while. How scary was it stepping out there?
0: You know, for me, the thing that was not, not necessarily holding me back, but, you know, I have a daughter. She's um, 26 now. Her name's Thinese. And... You know, when Denise was in, when she was younger, I used to sing with a wedding band and we used to, (laughs) you know, go all around the uh, East Coast uh, singing at weddings. And I wasn't really acting, but I was singing a lot more at that time. But I knew that I, I had to have that stationary job in my mind. I had to have a stationary job with a steady paycheck coming in so i could take care of her so um fast forward when she went to college and she graduated um then i was like okay you know she's graduated you know maybe this is the time but it it did take me a couple years after she graduated to really just take that step and it really was because of my um students um, me talking to them all the time. And I had a student ask me once, well, what about you? They used to call me, my name is, my um, stage name is Arisha Connor. I am married. Craig Frierson is my husband. So <laughs> Arisha Connor Frierson. But um, my kids used to call me Miss Fry. And a student was like, "Miss Fry, what about you? You know, are you going to pursue your dream of acting? And you know, I was like, you know, I am. I'm going to be a walking lesson for you guys, for for you to see that I'm going to go out here. I'm just going to work, work it. I was working hard, too. I was taking classes, classes, classes. I was doing all kinds of stuff, you know, and uh, and then you know, I got a, a, a great role. And then I was just like, it was just like roll after roll after roll. So I just kinda wanna, I really wanted to show my students that if you work hard, you really work hard, you have a dream. Um, a dream is not just something that you say, hey, I wanna do that. And then you don't put any work in, but you work hard, put put the work in, really um, get yourself immersed in whatever that thing is and work at it that you can, you can, you can do that. You can do whatever you set your mind to.
2: like the show, then make sure to share your favorite episode and subscribe to the Transparency Talks podcast.
1: You just touched on a couple of things that makes a lot of sense. You know, when when you have a goal, you have to get training and you took training, right? Right. So can you talk to those actors, those aspiring actors that are looking to land those roles? How many no's did it take for you to get that yes? And how much thick skin did you have to have?
0: A lot of no's, uh, years of no's. And like I said, before I did um, Swagger and Dope Sick, I mean, it had been 10, 11, almost maybe 12 years before I got my first, that first co-star role. So, um, you know, I had done some commercials and some other, you know, things, but nothing that was of that magnitude. Um, So it was a lot of no's. And, you know, in the beginning, I used to take those notes personally mm-hmm. and I, I started working with a mindset coach. Uh, her name is Christine Horn. I absolutely love her and accredit her with um, my shift in my mindset. That was something that I really, really had to work on to realize quite simply that who I am is enough. Mm-hmm. And that, that's something that a lot of people don't realize that, you know, you're looking outside of yourself for something that is already inside knowing that you are enough the way that you are. Um, So when I got to that point, just realizing that I didn't have to put on um, another person or put on another persona, you know, when I'm doing my auditions, just be me. And when I realized that me being me, authentically who Orisha is, um, then that's when the doors really started opening for me. So what I would tell any, Um, New actors are, you know, when you go to class, what you're really learning is how to be more, get in tune with who you are so that you can bring who you are to a character. You know, because if the character's name is Nancy, you know, you can't be Nancy. The only person you can be is you. So, how would you act in whatever those given circumstances are? You know, how would, what would you do in those imaginary situations? And knowing that that who you are is okay and who you are is enough and being vulnerable enough to actually give authentically yourself to that character. um, That that's what you're going to learn in class. And it's a journey because like I said, a lot of times people try to go outside of themselves to give a great performance when that, that it's really inside of you and knowing that you are amazing and you are enough just the way you are and being okay with that. Um, But like lots of no's and class, 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 class. I love being in class. I love learning. Anybody who knows me, like in my actor circle, they know I stay in a class. Love them. Because you learn so much being in a community of actors and others pursuing the same thing that you are pursuing. It's like basketball, you know. Um, You can't be a great basketball player just by not practicing on the court you know, they're on that court every day doing, doing, you know, practicing free throws. That's how Steph Curry's so good with, you know, with his free throws. He's to practice, practice, practice. It's the same thing with acting. Practice, 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 practice. And I can't say practice is going to make perfect, but practice is going to just make you feel better in your authentically you being you, you know, and opening up and being vulnerable and all those things.
1: Would you say that Going to classes makes you push yourself even more because I can speak for myself. When I went and I saw other people, I was like, all right, it made me have to step up.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah because you know you're surrounded by other people who are immersed in this you know and so when I first started like I wasn't immersed in acting but I thought I was doing you know I was like shoot I'm good I was right. doing some plays you know some local plays I'm like mm, I'm good then I went I went to my first acting class and at the end of class I was in my car crying because I'm like I'm not as good as I thought these people are amazing you know and so being iron sharpens iron you know that's what people say all the but it's true you're in a class with someone who is really doing the thing they're you know you see their work ethic you see you know the the tools and the the things that they're doing it's going to pull you up so if you're not if you're not and I know a lot of people say oh you know I got I got natural talent I got natural ability yeah a lot of people have natural talent natural ability Viola Davis goes to class Denzel Washington goes to class boom you know, yeah. so you, you got to practice and, and being in a community of other people who are doing the same thing and doing it really well will only pull you up and help you to do better. That's what I believe. Yeah. I,
1: I can say that because I'm a singer, I have stage presence and command the stage and everything. I honestly thought I was going to go into this class and it was going to be a, a, a piece of cake, you know, and I don't know if I cried in the car. I don't even think I made it to the car. <laughs> I think I made it, you know, walking back to the car. I was like, okay, so chick, yeah. you just got a reality check. You need to step your game up. And it, it made me really push myself. And I was very thankful for that. You know?
0: Definitely, definitely. You know, and it's an, it's an eye-opening thing, but I think everybody needs to experience it because a lot of times, like sometimes I'll help teach a class. I don't teach classes per se, but I do help to teach classes. And sometimes people will come to class and think, you know, I'm here, I'm here. And then when you get in class, you're like, you know, and, and when you feel challenged, you're like, who do, you know, who do they think you are? No, you, you're being challenged in your class just to make you better. However good you think you are, there's yep. more. Yeah. You know, go to class and discover what that more is.
1: Yeah. Different layers, different yep. layers. I love it. We taking another Pause for the Calls Transparency Talks podcast, baby. This is my brother from another mother, Neff 150 with No Strings.
3: Baby, we can take it to the bed,
4: on the wild, on the floor, on the spread. Let's do what we want, any place that we yeah, at. Yeah. you my secret, no strings attached. I won't tell nobody, I tell nobody, no strings attached.
2: Man. Baby, do what we want, yeah. any place that uh-huh. We, uh-huh. we at, no strings hey, attached. Yo, I don't see what you see in him. Expression on your face tell me you not feeling him. Not trying to be true, but you gave me that look like he ain't handling business. he stuck in that hood life. You want what a woman needs, somebody to pipe that. You smiling, that indicates to me that you like that. You look good, something like a piece that's eatable. Listen, I aim to please all your needs, that's reasonable. So let's bounce, some somewhere quiet and suitable. It's not hard to figure out that you want to do it too. You smelling good, looking nice and all that. Whatever you want to do. Just know I won't hold back, we got all night So no need to even rush it, I'm playing Yeah, you know I'm dying to touch it Backseat of the Jeep or the Vegas Sands Tell your man whatever you want Tonight's already planned, I'm just saying Baby,
4: we can take it to the bed On the wall, on the floor, on the spread Just do what we want Any place that we at at. You're my secret No strings attached I won't tell nobody I nobody No strings attached
2: do what we want. Where we No strings. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Nice shit. Yeah. 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 Uh, Louis time bags, gold bottles of Ace. poolside the snow crabs. Texting all your friends about a night unforgettable. Smiling hard, looking like you ready for round two. Told you from the start, this whatever you want to do. All you got to do is lead the way and I follow through. Put the sign on the door, please. No interruptions. Put the best slow jams on and get the... Show me everything that you good at, and if you forget something, don't hesitate to pause and double back, express yourself, do the things that you wouldn't do, your secrets safe with me, believe they were never new, from the rooftop of the Marriott, to the dark spots in the park, no one walking at from the restrooms in Walmart, no one shopping in, any and everywhere you want, we can get it in, so what you think, friend? Baby, we can take it to the bed, on the wall, on the floor, on the spread, just do what we want, any place that
4: we at, we No strings attached I won't tell nobody I touch nobody No strings attached Baby, do what we want Any place that we at No strings attached
1: There are several ways you can tune in to Transparency Talks podcast, including Pandora, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Blaze One Radio in Atlanta, Squeaky Radio in Detroit, Glass FM in Nigeria, Soul City to Beat in Italy, London's Energy Radio in London, Rock Dan Radio in Canada soul fusion radio in south africa and q mix radio in japan you can listen in to any of the stations by going to butterbeerocka.com that's b-u-t-t-a-b-r-o-c-k-a.com follow me on all social medias at transparency talks podcast also at butterbeerocka and subscribe today to my youtube channel at transparency talks podcast what hurdles do you still have to face as a black woman in Hollywood?
0: You know, I think the the age the is the age thing for me personally, mm-hmm. because like I'm 51. I'm mm. proud of my age. I mean, you know, people be like, you know, oh, you're because I, I just had a birthday on Tuesday. Oh, happy, Tuesday.
1: happy birthday.
0: Thank you. And people like, oh, happy 30th. And I'm like, no, no, no. Happy 51st. It's a blessing to be 51 years old. People don't reach 51 years old. So I'm proud of that. And when I do my auditions, you know, sometimes I'll get auditions for 30s to 40s, um, 40s to 50s, 50s to 60s. I've even gotten an audition for 70. Yes, I have. And so I think it's like finding that that spot. You know because you got actresses um Regina Hall. Beautiful. Regina's what 53, 54. Mm-hmm. You know, she can play somebody who's 30. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for me, you know, where I am, I don't necessarily I don't have to play somebody who's 30 or 40. I'm I'm comfortable in the 50s. I'm comfortable in that. And so, but I still get those if I, I I'll do those auditions for 30s, 40s and normally when I do it because I got my little gray patch up here in the front. Y'all, I love my little gray patch. And it's, you know, I'm kind of gray around. And in the back, I've been um, toying with the idea of covering my gray because when I've gone to sets, they always cover it. Mm. Um, So I'm like, well, do I need to cover my gray? And then I'm like, if I cover it, then I'm not being authentically myself. I'm not being a Risha. This is just a part of me and my my process of, you know, growing old gracefully. Yeah. (laughs) um (laughs) so i think it's it's just the age thing like feeling because like now when you're 50 you're playing those roles in your 30s which is which is cool could i play a role in my 30s sure i think if i you know straighten my hair and put on a wig i I might be able to pass for like 35 40 um but i i like sitting in 50. i like sitting in 50 because 50 brings with it a wealth of experiences Um, so I think that it's just, it's just a hard, it's a hard thing because a lot of times you'll see 50, somebody who's playing 50, um, in a movie and they're actually 60. It's just that age thing is a, is a interesting place to fit, um, as an actress. Um, I still think about, you know, should I cover this gray? I think I won't, I don't think I will, but that age thing is, um, it's, it's it's tricky, <laughs> it's
1: tricky. I think the gray stands out. Thank you. Yeah, it, I mean, it's right there. It's like, bam, here I am, hear me roar, I love it. Before we go into the actual films, take me into how do you prepare yourself for a role?
0: It all depends on what the role is. I think for each one, it's different. Um, Like for, let's say, Swagger, for example, um, she was a a street preacher, right? Mm -hmm. And so for that role, what I was thinking about is giving messages to my students. Like when I used to talk to my students and these are messages to save them because as the street preacher, she's giving her community messages that she feels is going to save their life. Mm -hmm. you know so I brought me talking to my students how because I was passionate about it I loved my students I was very passionate about um them and their lives and them believing in themselves so I brought that into um swagger Mm -hmm. and like for um dope sick I was a couple of things I used to work as a receptionist in my father's office my father's a dentist Hmm. Um, so when I walked on set and I saw the set for the first time, I was like, it reminded me of my father's office. It's like I've been here before working for my father. So I, I looked at Michael Keaton. I used to just look at him sometimes like he wouldn't pay any attention to me, but I would just look at him and visualize him being like my father mm-hmm. and how much care and love I have for my dad. Um, I love my, my, my father's still living <laughs> Dr. Charles Connor. Hey daddy, if you're watching, um, how much love I have for him, you know, and how it's so funny because like there was a scene where, um, where, uh, they found out that he, you know, well, we all found out that he was using the, uh, Oxycontin and I was upset, right? and in that moment like we did that scene for like two hours like i was crying for two hours you you probably barely see the tear fall in my eye which is fine but i was thinking in that moment like the joy that i have when i was a little girl riding in the park with my father listening to music and that you know just the the joy and that feeling brings me to tears you know, so, and that's what I was thinking. Like, this is my dad, he's falling apart, but that joy, you know, so it, it's just different for every role. Um, and like I did a Players on Paramount, that's not on there, but um, for that one, like it was just me being a mom who didn't understand what their child was going through. And that's, that's just life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Cause there's a point where your kids get to a point and you're like, what are they doing? Yeah, I don't know, you know? And then for um, the Ptolemy Gray, shoot, I was a waitress when I was in school. And see, that's that's the great thing about acting because um, you can people watch and figure out a lot of things about a lot of different careers or whatever. And then, you know, you have your own vast experiences that you can bring into it. And I I was a waitress for years when I was in college, Um, you know, trying to put some money in my pocket and keep my lights on. So, you know it's just it's just the experience and and then just thinking how would I be who am I you know because you know like I say the character has a name but it's really just it's me there's no way I can be somebody else I can only be me so how would I do it I'm just being me in these circumstances using my experiences what
1: was your experience working with Samuel L. Jackson
0: and how did that impact your career it was amazing, number one, because Samuel L. Jackson is my favorite actor. I love him because he's he's so strong. And when he when he started in his career, he wasn't afraid to take a role. Like he's mm-hmm. taken role after role after role after role to get that experience on set. And I love that about him. And now he's like catapulted him. Like he's the highest paid male actor of all time. He has the most jobs. he was in the Guinness Book of World Records for having the most acting roles, you know because he's he puts that grind in and I had taken his master class <laughs> you know on the little master class app um so working with him to me was surreal. I was a, a little nervous when I got on set um because it's it's Samuel L. Jackson and he right. has a huge personality. Oh my gosh, his personality was big, too big for that room we were in. But he had people laughing and he just makes you feel comfortable. And I remember um, we were doing this part of a scene and something wasn't working. And he was like, honey, listen, Baby, let me tell you, you're gonna do A, B, C, D, and then that's how we're gonna do it. All right. Sounds good. I was like, yes, sir, let's go. You know, we did it. So he was, he was helpful and he was, he loved, he's a talker. Like in between takes, he's just talking. I'm just sitting here like, I'm standing here with Samuel L. Jackson and Dominic Fishback, and they just sitting here and have a conversation, you know. Um, and I would try to interject. I'm a little bit of an introvert sometimes uh, when I'm around people, but I would try to interject because it's Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> right. <laughs> he has such a big personality but but what i learned was he's he's really just being himself mm-hmm. in the role like him having a conversation you know and then they say okay and rolling it's just like a continuation of the conversation it wasn't like he was putting on something
5: mm-hmm. it
0: was just being. You know what I mean? It wasn't, there wasn't much difference in him having conversation with his friends or the other castmates. And when the camera was rolling, he was just being authentically himself. And that's a lesson in itself. It's like, okay, okay. You know, just be authentically. I've seen it over and over and over again. It's the same thing with Michael Keaton. Having a conversation with him, Will Poulter, who I absolutely love—he's so sweet. Um, just having conversation with them, he was—he was really nice, really nice. And then when we go on set, it was just like a continuation of the conversation. It's like I didn't have to put on anything. It's just we just had this conversation out there, and you know, we're just continuing it on screen. Yeah, nice. it's, it's a lesson. It was a. It was a. It was a masterclass. I should have, you know, put my, saved my money and waited, but who knew? (laughs) Who knew? It was amazing.
3: Girl, that's hard to believe, believe, cause you the baddest thing I've ever seen, yeah, Uh, girl, you dripping the flyers, you so thick you can't hide it, got it stuck in my mind and now I can't get you out of my head, I hope I never need to, can't see me be with nobody else, I hope I never need to, I hope ain't wasting my time and my breath, yeah, yeah i selfish, I want you all to myself. And she said, Me too. I can't get you out of my head. I hope I never need to. Can't see me being with nobody else. I hope I never need to. I hope I ain't wasting my time on my friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm selfish, I want you all to myself. And she said, Me too. You got me wanting more of your company usually i don't do this but damn let's see hey jumping through these hoops in the games you play i hope it's worth the wait yeah 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 girl you testing my gangsta coming out the room in that dress that i like girl i told you i like you. don't you ask me again you smile and pretend because you know what i want you know what i need only good thing by goodbyes Watching you leave. I can't get you out of my head. I hope I never need to. Can't see me being with nobody else. I hope I never need to. I hope I ain't wasting my time and my breath. Yeah, yeah. I'm selfish. I want you all to myself. And she said, Me.
1: Transparency Talks podcast is brought to you today by the Defiant Ones Teen Magazine, a magazine for teens by teens, which discusses the latest fashion, entertainment, trends, financial literacy, bullying, school, sex trafficking, the health and wellness of teens and young adults, and so much more. Join teen brothers, founders, Christian and DeCorey Robinson, and so many other young adults that are defying the odds by subscribing to the online and paperback magazine and listen to defiant ones team podcast on all podcast platforms today. For more information, go to www.defiantonesmag.com. Once again, that's
0: defiantonesmag.com.
1: So let's talk about Dose It. Mm It was nominated for the most Emmys last year or it was nominated the Emmy
0: Awards were this year they were nominated for 14 Emmys One, two nope it won um three three or four because I know they got some creative um arts Emmys as well and Michael Keaton of course won for best actor
1: how does it feel to be a part of something so successful
0: I Listen, my TV was on. My husband was like, you need to dress up. I did. I did dress up. <laughs> I mean, of course, nobody saw me. I was in my living room. I could have gone, um, I, but I didn't. I didn't go. Um, but when Michael Keaton won, I was so excited because as actors, um, a lot of time our job is to help the story to move along and make sure that the person that you're sharing the screen with looks good. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. and so I think about like my biggest, um, the biggest scene that I had was in episode six and we're sitting at this table having this conversation and, you know, I'm, I'm trying to give him everything he needs so that, so that it just looks really authentic because that was the thing in his, in his, um, Everything that he was doing, he wanted to make sure that it, it was authentic and it looked real. Mm-hmm. So you know, I'm I'm just giving him me and how I would feel. So and it's like when he got his Emmy, I feel like a piece of that is anybody who shared scenes with him a piece of that Emmy is theirs as well because we're working with him to make sure that when he's portraying his story that. We're, we're a part of that. We're giving him what he needs to be able to portray that character in an authentic way. So like when he won, I was like, ah, I won. You know? I would have felt the same way. Yeah,
1: As yeah. a matter of fact, they need to mail you yours.
0: <laughs> mail it.
1: Right. Because you played a part in that. <laughs> so transitioning from stage, from singing and theater to the small screen, how was that?
0: It, it is It is a transition. It definitely is. Because when you're on stage, you know, you have a room that has 500 people in it. So you have to make sure that the person in the back row not only hears you, but sees whatever that is. So if you're mad, you might be like, ah, oh, you know, you got to show it so that they can see it, you know? Right, right. But with film and television, it's more internal. Because like, when I'm mad at somebody, I don't, I don't go, grr, you know, I'm, I might just, you know, mm-hmm. but, then, and the camera picks up all of that internal dialogue that you have with yourself. Mm-hmm. So that, that transition is, it's, it's a big transition. Cause a lot of times people, <laughs> you know, we've all seen movies where, you know, people will come on and it feels like I was watching a movie the other day and it just felt like a stage play. I was mm-hmm. like, and it could have been so good. If, if the performances were pulled back and it was more internal and we mm-hmm. saw the pain in your face, not you saying, I'm thinking, I'm thinking right now, please leave <laughs> me alone. You know, we don't have to see that, you know, on in on stage, yes, but not, not on film. The, the camera is going to pick it all up. <laughs> and it was, I don't want, I'm not going to say the name of the movie, you know, but it has some, some named people in it. And I was just so surprised that it was, just, it just seemed like a, a, a stage play. Um, but just, just knowing that when you're in front of the camera, the camera is going to pick up your emotion. It's going to pick it up. It's going to pick up and whatever you're thinking, you know, people, as we're watching movies, we're like. Sometimes I watch a movie like, oh, I wonder what they're thinking. Because, you you know, you see it in their eyes. Something mm-hmm. is going on there. So it, it, it is a transition. And that that's where classes come back into play so that you can understand um, how to pull pull that back a little bit and just be, you know, let those emotions be eternal. And it'll come out in your eyes. I know I've seen scenes. Oh, gosh, what's a movie? Like the, the um, Green Mile Mm-hmm. Like, there are scenes in that film where nobody's saying anything because they don't have to. You know what I mean? Because all of the emotion and all of... They're saying everything that they need to say with their eyes. Oh, that's mm-hmm. such a good movie. The Green Mile is such a good movie. It Jones is a good movie. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, you are a HBC alumni. What? How did your college experience impact your life?
0: You know, I... I I am a member, I went to Hampton University. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't ready for college at that time. <laughs> so like, you know, people are taking gap years now. Right. Had it been like back then, it's no gap year. My dad, you better take your butt to school. You know? Right. <laughs> but I probably could have taken a gap year. I wasn't really ready, but it was a great experience. It's like oh, an HBC experience is like no other. There's so much love and community on campus your professors are looking out for you every it just feels like it's just family you know Mm -hmm. and when I was at Hampton my thing was I wanted to be singer. I want to be a singer and I was singing in a jazz group jazz band I was on the um I was a marching pirate, you know, just all the experiences. (laughs) And I I took an acting class and my acting teacher was great. And I I really learned, the things I learned in that class are things that I take with me, you Mm -hmm. know, throughout life. So when I left um, Hampton, actually I was academically dismissed. Um, I was having a good time. (laughs) Yeah, I was. And then I went to Claflin, thank you Claflin, uh, which is the oldest historically black college in South Carolina. And uh, it was the same thing, though. I I I landed into another family in another phase of my life. Mm-hmm. And um, I, w- I, I was in a show. Mama, I want to sing. Oh, I loved it. I still didn't get the acting bug. I still, the singing thing was just like um, at the forefront of my brain. I'm going to be a singer. Um, <laughs> and But I, I, I was acting. Dwight Lowry was my, was one of my, um, was over the theater program, Mary Grimes. We did uh, Mama Wanna Sing, which was amazing. Listen, mm-hmm. that was a great experience. And I remember I lived uh, on Ellis Avenue, anybody from Orangeburg, they know Ellis Avenue. And I remember somebody came to the door looking for, trying to sell candles or something. They're like, hey, I, I saw you in that play, that, um, my mom wanted to sing. I was a little kid. You did so good. It, it made me feel good. But at that point, like I said, my mind was singer. I'm a singer. Did right. you hear me sing? Did you like my songs? <laughs> yeah, you sound good. Um, but it's, it's just the, the support, um, the selflessness, uh, the wanting to see us succeed as students. I take that with me. And as an actor, I bring that with me. Because whenever I meet another actor, I try to support, um, I try to be as selfless as I can be. I want to see every actor win because there's enough, there are enough seats at the table for all of us to take a bite. You know what I'm saying? I agree. Um, And that, those, those characteristics were ingrained in me and I want to see I want to see everybody win. And I do. My husband tells me all the time, he say you give too much. But it's just because I, I really do want to see everybody win because that's how it is at HBCU. It mm-hmm. really that's how my experience was, because my when I was in uh, at, at Claflin is when I had my daughter, I was a junior and my professors. Yeah, I remember I had a test. My professor said, Well, come to class, bring your baby. I'll watch the baby while you take the test. You know what wow. where, where are they gonna do that? Where right. where do they do that? Right. Except for at cause it's it's such a family and they want to see you win. And I I I promise you, my, my heart is just to see people win. I, I have a heart for for people and to see people succeed and for people to know that they are wonderful, amazing people. Um that's where my heart is. That is where my heart is, and I it 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 was grown. It was like the seed was planted and and watered and sprouted at HBCU. So those experiences, woo! Great, great, great experiences.
2: Looking for that fire. So if you got that heat and want international exposure for your next single, contact our team for submissions details. Exposure in Italy, London, Japan, South Africa, Nigeria, and Canada. Serious inquiries only on Instagram and Facebook at Transparency Talks Podcast.
4: I'm slowly turning back to the person I used to be. And I'm trying to stay on track, but I'm defeated by broken dreams, yeah. Mama always told me I can be who I want to be So nobody can hold me Nobody can hold me They won't hold me back now Well, it gets harder every day The world wants me to change and be conformed to broken dreams. But nobody told me that the road would be easy, and I know. Well, it gets harder every day. Oh, yes, it does. And the world wants me to change and be conformed reality but nobody told me that the road would be easy and I know yes I know
0: oh yeah you're also AKA right yes, yes yes I love my 13 sassy sisters of the Savoir Fair that's my line name
1: <laughs> does that help you get um,
0: any roles I'm, I don't no I don't think it's, it's helped <laughs> um because I've never been on a set where I've met anyone who was a member of any fraternity or sorority that came and said, hey, I'm a such and such such. So right. um, it, now if it ever helps, now I'm not mad at that. So any, you know, casting directors or producers <laughs> out there, you know, you know, I am an AK, so what's
1: up? <laughs> okay, now, I would have that jacket on in, in one of my pictures. <laughs> I would have something in something. Oh yeah, but yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, in case you know that helps me a little bit, right? <laughs> so, what are your aspirations outside of acting?
0: Um, well, the audiobook narration, mm-hmm. I I love narrating audiobooks, and it's been it's been a wild ride for me because I'm learning like people will love your voice mm-hmm. or they just will hate your voice. And, you know, trying not to take that personally. Some people just don't like the way you sound. They want to hear another voice read, whatever it is. So, um, but I am, I'm enjoying it. Um, I've never been much of a reader um, growing up. You know, I read when I had to, but now mm-hmm. I'm reading and I enjoy it. And I listen to audiobooks and I absolutely love them. My favorite narrator. Um, I'm taking a class with her because I love class. <laughs> I'm taking a class with her starting in November and I'm over the moon excited. Um yeah, I, I I really enjoy audiobook narration and I think it's um it's an area that a lot of uh people of color, black people, um people just people of all color, other colors and ethnicities haven't really tapped into and um because we have so many authors that are Black or Indian or Asian, Mm -hmm. you know, they want that authenticity. So they, you know, if they're writing a story with an an Asian uh, protagonist, they want an Asian person to read that book. If someone is Black and they're, you know, the lead in the book, they want, because back in the day, listen, you should listen to some audio books from back in the day because it would be like a a Black male lead and a a white male narrator. Mm -hmm. And it's like, what am I listening to? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, what is this? But now they're just trying to really make it more authentic. And it's it's such a wide open field and I'm loving it. One, and another thing that I'd like to do is I would love to do a jazz album. Mm. Um, because jazz, I've, I used to sing in the jazz band when I was, I sang jazz when I was at Hampton. I sang in the jazz band when I was at, um, at Claflin. And I always thought I wanted to tour with the uh, Count Basie Orchestra. I was like, yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. There was a guy, his last name was Murrell. I I think he's deceased now, but he was amazing. And I was like, yeah, I wanna do that. So (laughs) I love jazz. um, And one day I would love to do a jazz um, album. So that is that, those are some things that that I'm looking forward to one day. And I take lessons, I take voice lessons. my voice teacher, Ametria Doc. Let me shout her shout her out. She is amazing. May Um, Emetria Doc. She's amazing. Um, and yeah, I'm just I'm just open. I'm open to, you know, just being creative. I got my Um, I'm taking some acting classes now (laughs) because I stay in class. It's it's important. With Deja D and Seku. I don't know his last name. And Deja, um, my my, um, instructor, was saying the other day, you know, you have to still be in touch with things that bring you joy. Mm. Don't allow acting to just be that only thing. And like I have four ukuleles. I have a soprano, a concert, a baritone and a bass ukulele. And I used to take my ukuleles with me when I was um, when I was uh, filming. And I've gotten away from it. And I'm like, you know, I'm gonna get back in touch with my ukuleles. You might hear a ukulele, a kid, something friendly, something with me playing the ukulele because I love my ukuleles now. I love them. So yeah, I'm just, I just, I just love being in creative spaces with creative people. I'm co-directing a play right now. Um, Congratulations. That, thank you. And um. In Colombia, called uh, the world the world you left behind, and you know, co-directing. I, I co-directed one before, um, but I love being in that space too. I just love being in creative spaces, and then I got to connect with um, Butta Biraka. She's amazing. Uh, so yeah, just being in creative spaces with creative people, I love it. <laughs>
1: Absolutely, and and Butter actually does plays. I, oh. I, yeah, I did one play. And I had uh, six national recording artists in it. And Listen. Yeah, yeah. It was I, really, really I, good.
0: I looked you up, you know. I oh you up.
1: did. Oh, of course I did. Amazing. <laughs> amazing.
0: Thank, amazing. You. Thank amazing. you.
1: I just got into audiobooks. I've done two now. Oh nice. Yeah. I just I just transitioned into that world and I'm also doing films and stuff now. So okay. yeah, I got some stuff. But it is it's real cool to be a creative person. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. You know, yeah. So, how can people reach you? Um, you can follow me. I'm on Facebook, Arisha Connor. Uh, I am on. I'm on Instagram. Arisha is a star. It used to be Arisha Connor, but people trying to, you know, you know how people make the fake pages. Right. Somebody trying to get me to send them two hundred dollars for them to take down that page. I was like, that's all right. I'll just change my name. Right. So, uh, it's Arisha is a star on Instagram. I'm on Twitter, kinda, <laughs> Arisha Connor, and TikTok every now and then. You know, I will do a little tick ticky tock and just Arisha, but mostly I'm on Instagram, Arisha is a star.
1: I'm trying to get with TikToks and all these, there's so many. I'm like, Jesus, I mean, I used to really be into this stuff, but there's so many things you got to keep up with. It's like, I don't really have time for all this. So it I try to put it out there when I can, when it can. And get there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would like to thank you so much for being a part of Transparency Talks podcast. When I say I have thoroughly enjoyed speaking with you, your energy, is uh, you've been using the word amazing, so I'm gonna say it too. Your energy is amazing, my favorite word, <laughs> <I'm serious. laughs> and um, yeah, so I would like to just thank you for being a part of Transparency Talks podcast. And with that, everybody, we are out of here. We will talk to you guys later. All right, thank you for having me. No problem. I would like to thank you guys for tuning in to Transparency Talks podcast, baby. You can find me each and every week. Make sure that you guys continue to follow me on all social media platforms at Transparency Talks Podcast and at Butter B. Rocka. This is one of my singles, Play by the Rules. If she
5: only knew that I've been in her home, her home Kissing you alone while she's gone Maybe then I'll have you to myself